Ducks, welcome to the Quack 12 podcast, home of the champions. Uh, when, when great heroes like Martin Luther King have set forward the, the goal of podcasting, we all can work there. The 10 steps of making a great podcast, teamsmanship, worksmanship, working together, Keep it going. Uh, belief in, 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 in equality, uh, Fire drills. Uh, uh, San Francisco, uh, the Lakers, Fire drills. Uh, Believing in yourself. Fire drills. uh, Not being able to bend your knees. And of course, Darwin's book of of evolution that has a title. Throw Uh, it down, big man. Yeah, you know what? Real quick, since we're there, I was going to see how to get it introed, but you introed it. Let's just add this one to the pile if we can, please. I'd love to see you in the pickleball court. No, that requires well, I didn't get that last part, but I got the part where he says flat earth. We heard that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the flat earth, which I need. <laughs> I thought it was funny. He is, moment he's glued to the ground. <laughs> We're talking about Bill Walton here. Yeah. Podcast. Come on, everybody. He <laughs> is. Come on, uh, he is glued to the earth. Mm-hmm. The flat earth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So, you know, that um, was an interesting game for him because dude, he was on one. He was on one. He uh, got that guy at the halftime show on one. They they have very similar energy. He's mm-hmm. like the new gen version. I love. Oh yeah, like when in the studio when they call back. Yeah, yeah. I forget who it was. Um, there's also <laughs> the the school of Bill Walton sports journalism includes. Let's say like like me and you are co-hosting right now or something like that. Sure. Like we are, I suppose. Would uh, I be the one? One thing would, I mean, you, you're you the Bill Walton of this crew, absolutely. I find okay. myself becoming more and more of a Dave Pash every day. Sure. It makes uh, sense whenever your partner's fucking talking about flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> During a broadcast. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, um, God almighty. The Bill Walton School of Journalism is also to be like, Yes, uh, uh, yeah, and um, uh, we got Aaron Schroeder in the house here. Aaron Schroeder's grandma just died, and we pray that she went to heaven. Like, yep. if, there's, uh, if there's a tragedy, you always bring yep. it back to the tragedy. And if yep. you can't think of a tragedy, then you bring up, like, the works of Martin Luther King and his assassination. <laughs> like, it is truly every single... Oh my God. Episode. This guy, uh, and then uh, Dave Pash did a really good. Jo- Actually, I thought the banter was fun for them. Like Bill yes. Walton was a little bit more on the ball than normal. True. However, we're jumping right into Quack's ball because that's what we got. Yeah, but I well, we're just talking about the announcings. Yeah, yeah. I will true. say the thing that kind of got me though was mm-hmm. um, he won sixteen. There are moments where the pa- what's his name Pash. Dave Pash, that's right. Pash uh, was being mean for no real reason, but just to be mean. No, there was a point is... where he goes, where Pash goes. Uh, you raised some pretty interesting questions during the press, whatever thingy. And Bill Walton goes, "Oh, really? Which ones?" And he goes, "I forget." No, exactly. <laughs> 
Dave, <laughs> Pat, he's like, like I try to forget immediately. And you it's were just like, like the Damn, teacher, dude, that's cuts. You're the teacher that looks over and sees one kid like freaking out and another kid and you're like oh that kid's got to go to detention the one that's freaking out but what you don't know is the other kid has been pestering him all recess like the reason why Dave Bash hates Bill Walton is because non-stop he's had to deal with this shit Um, (laughs) it's it's more he's dealing with it when the mics are off there was one I'm sure is the oh man I wish I would have from the game down yeah i mean there was quite a few i i definitely clocked the flat earth one made me laugh and Mm -hmm. i feel like dave patch was gonna make fun of that but then dude he had some eyeballs ready to dig anyone you know what it's not it's not worth it on this one i think back to the game too because it's like well uh, bill walton is the kind of guy that would bring up like well you don't bring you don't believe in evolution dave yeah exactly he's willing he saw us I'm pretty sure Bill Walton might not even believe in flat earth. He did it just to get passion yeah. to react with something. So he could go at him with the evolution. Yeah. Dave Pash was, was on it. Uh, there was uh, some good lines. Good. Not, good. not any like top 10 Walton lines or anything like that. I love Dave Pash's new. He's got a new angle to get to get at Bill. And mm-hmm. I really do appreciate this because he's always been like, you know, like he coined the no truck stop conference as in like all these other, you know, like who gives a shit about Maryland basketball or Pash coined that? no, no, no. Bill Walton did. Oh, wow. Good We're job, the Bill. conference of champions. Right. They are Love the, that one. You know, they're the truck stop conferences where they got to play in random little nasty places like. Fill in mm-hmm. the blank, you know. Like, we got no truck stops here. We got no trucks. Every single city, every single school is a huge brand. Not true, but so, but that's that's what. Uh, I mean, he's talking three. seven yeah. teams going to the tourney. Yeah, he's talking seven goddamn teams going to the tourney when, like, hopefully one does. Um, I bet seven go. Okay, there you go. I I bet they don't. I let's put some money down. <laughs> I bet seven teams from the Pac-12 do not make the tournament. We'll see. Um, but uh, Dave, I mean, uh, yeah, Dave Pash's new angle that he's yeah. jabbing at Bill Walton at, the new wound that he's picking at, is obviously we are now joining a truck stop conference. Right. The conference that he used to make fun of all the time. And who knows what Bill Walton's future is, because I don't imagine the Big Ten is is like... It's a priority that we get Bill Walton to come and talk about the like only the pack. Here's the deal enough. Um, I think if I think if it's a I think if it's a discontinuation, it's on Bill's side, Mm -hmm. because while I agree, he's not priority. He's more like jazz where he's legacy. So he kind of comes along with the package. And if you don't, you're going to get mud smeared on you. Because people will take to the streets about you not offering Bill Walton. Well, the people gig. hate Bill Walton too, though. I swear. Mm, I don't. Well, sure. I, maybe he's too iconic. It's too iconic. iconic. I mean, I want you know him I mean? there. I want. Yeah. I want him there. But okay, so Dave. People hate angle. jazz, but yet jazz still does exist and is released. You know what I mean? Jazz, you mean people hate like stuff like that. Well, I think people like white people jazz. Oh, like it's that. all the <laughs> other jazz that they're not into. <laughs> so they like Chet Baker, not so much or Miles well, Davis. 
Yeah, or you know, I think when when you say when people think I like jazz, they're thinking like Frank Sinatra. Mm, that's hardly jazz. Hardly jazz. Right. That's the problem with today's society, Adam. <laughs> well, Dave Pash, yeah. his new thing now is to be like, oh, Bill, so uh, yeah, you're going to be joining a bunch of truck stops. What do you think about that? Like yeah. really getting him on that and just being like, oh, I hope you enjoy uh, Illinois. Like, uh, like, I don't know. I like this angle of him just really jabbing yeah. at him that the conference is dead. I'm not happy the conference is dead, but it's a funny angle to go at Walton. I have to be honest. I'm kind of glad the conference is dead. Hey, you know, when some something are, is broken, you should replace it and murder it. Here we go. Here yeah. we did it. We did it. We did it. We finally did it. We <laughs> yeah. finally started playing Rutgers regularly. Oh, boy. <laughs> Rutgers. Uh, yeah. But uh, so Bill Walton was in was in fine form. I don't really remember anything specifically uh, uh, extra crazy or anything that right. he said. Um, just rambling about anything and mm -hmm. everything. Oh, there was a part where I remember he asked. This was it. This is the part. I'm, I'm really glad I remember this because this is probably the funniest bit for me uh, in the conversation is because they're talking about George Lucas, the UCLA connection. Steven uh -huh. Spielberg has also worked with UCLA. And Dave Hash asked a legit interesting question. And he's like, hey, Bill, I heard that you were supposed to play Chewbacca. Like you were asked to offer to play Chewbacca. Is that true? And at first I thought it was a total bit, you know? Yeah. And Bill Walton immediately starts going like, George Lucas is a is a legendary visionary from the school from UCLA. Always, you know, Bruins fan. And and then Dave's like, no, no, no. I'm asking you a question. I'm not joking. I heard that you were offered the role of Chewbacca. Is that true? Like, will you answer the question? Uh -huh. And then Bill Walton goes all like, Chewbacca is, is someone that uh, that has many people have been inspired by him. Uh, you know, the, the things that George Lucas has done. I remember being at a UCLA benefit with you, with George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. I talked to them quite a bit. And Dave is like, answer the question, Bill. I just want to know if you, if you were offered Chewbacca. And then again, Bill Walton doubles down on his pronunciation. He goes like, Chewbacca, the big, the big hairy man. Like, like he, call, he keeps calling him Chewy Baca, the only person to call him Chewy Baca, and uh, does and, and he's like, oh, okay, I guess you're not answering the question then, and that's kind of where it was dropped. But you I know, really want to know if Bill Walton was offered Chewy Baca. He said that, like again, it was a joke answer. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Mm -hmm. He says Chewy Chewy Baca was based off of him, but he was not offered the role. Is that true? I don't know. I'm right now. That could be true. That seems true. That on, I can see. On air right now. Because look, if he went to UCLA, then for sure, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Walton's on the court. And I'm sure he had some kind of like personality type that was known across campus. And so mm -hmm. George just, you know, being like some kind of an animal or whatever, but he's so outer space. You know what I mean? I'm looking right now. Ugh, see, this is the state of fucking journalism, man. How do you we, know? I mean, we have. Bro, a, yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. Okay. Would not 
be surprised in the slightest if we learned that the inspiration came from a party trick that Bill Walton would do where after he chugged a beer or whatever, he would do the like, yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh no, I believe it. Like a stoned ass, just like, like more. That's how he laughed. Maybe back in the day, you know, that was him stoned out of his brains. Um, this is the state of journalism where like we, we have a goofy little podcast called the quack Girl podcast, not to be taken seriously. And, I just did the same amount of reporting as the Los Angeles Times just did because I wanted to look this up. I just typed in Bill Walton, Chewbacca. One of the first things pops up is an article that came out three days ago. Oh, wow. Bill Walton claims Chewbacca was modeled after him auditioning for Star Wars. Um, Yes. And all it is is quoting the game. (laughs) Uh, I I do like how they started off, though. It says, like, Bill Walton is tall. So is Chewbacca. Walton once had (laughs) long hair and a shaggy beard. Chewbacca has hair all over his body. Right. Walton has a son named Luke. Chewbacca has a friend named Luke. Walton was terrific with the basketball. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. (laughs) Chewbacca is quite handy with a blaster, which starts with the same letter as basketball. Yep. There's no doubt about it. Walt and Chewbacca are basically one and the same. So um, they have uh, not from what I see, there is no. There is no uh, evidence, really, that they're providing here, but they do have right. the exact quotes. Yeah. As in past saying, is it true that you were in the mix to play Chewbacca? Chewie Baca is modeled after me. I heard that you were in the running for that, that you were being considered to play the role. I'm being dead serious. You're always serious. That's one of your problems, that you don't have fun with your life. (laughs) Even though it's like, dude, I'm trying to have fun with you right now. Right. I'm talking about Chewbacca. Right. A broadcast, and you are the one being too serious right now. Yeah. And then he says, or he's being too not serious. <laughs> yeah, do not. And- he will never meet. As soon as, as soon as Pash comes to come play, he's like, no, bye bye. Yeah, no, exactly. Could you imagine living with that guy being that I dude's think wife? Walton is the annoying combo of like, I don't take anything seriously unless, uh, unless you like annoy me in the slightest or you try to like play along with me then i take things way too fucking personal and serious yeah uh so then he goes uh but so he gets like yeah you don't have any fun with your life then pash says but you're not answering the question and then Walt says george lucas is as cool as they get and i remember the night (laughs) that george kareem bill russell and me were all up at san francisco did he say kareem yeah, Kareem. Wow. And we were all up in San Francisco at a big fundraiser for the Martin Luther King Memorial. <laughs> and then Pash says, Oh, right. That's where that shows up. Pash says, Well, it shows up like five times. Of course, he's going to mention MLK 10 times during the broadcast. Uh-huh. Pash says, So since you're not answering the question, I'm just going to assume it's true. Walton, what was the question? I auditioned <laughs> for Chewbacca, and they said no, but we're going to model the character after you. And then this was interesting. So there it is. He did audition. That's what he says. That's what he says. I doubt they modeled it after him. Um, This is the other thing, though. Uh, Pash then drops this bomb, which I may need to do another little Google search of. Uh, 
you were in Ghostbusters and people didn't know that. So again, I think there's a good chance that this is a true story. Yeah. That's where it ends. Otherwise, yeah, this article is just absolutely nothing. They're not giving you any new information. It's just one of those classic, we're going to recite a 30-second video and make it an article and yeah. try to make you pay for it. So right now I'm going to type in Bill Walton Ghostbusters and see if anything pops up because this is the most important pressing news. And then we'll actually get into some quack. I was about to ball. say because I was like, brother... Hey, we got football news we need to get into. Do you remember how I said this is going to be a really short episode? And I yeah. To, uh, yeah. That's you never not the truth. To, to get it going. Um, okay. Okay. So he's in the closing credits. So Bill Walton. When they're in the celebrating. Credits. Okay. Uh, TV room dirt on himself, shouting at the Wu-Tang Clan, telling, but yeah, blah, blah, blah. Just tell me where he is. Okay. Found Bill Walton in Ghostbusters. Isn't that isn't him? I'm looking at a, 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 a on a tweet right now. The deep science. Twitter. No way. Okay, he is so so barely in a background shot. But I do have to say, okay, I'm gonna pull it up. We can't talk about this and have a YouTube account and not. He it does appear to be Bill Walton. So I got to show you. Okay, give me give me the hot stuff here. This Let me important. see, Aaron. This is important. In the back, so as you see, oh, right sure there, there, yeah. <laughs> For a split second, I mean, he's in the background of the closing credits. He is smiling. That is him. Like I can tell from here at this time, that is actually Bill Walton. So Bill Walton is in Ghostbusters. So I thought he was gonna be like an actual ghost or something. I thought he was gonna be fucking Slimer. They actually modeled Slimer after me, Slimer. He would get it wrong, though. I know his his Slimer's real name is uh, Onion Head. Really? So so he combined it like he did Chewy Baca. It'd be like Onion Slime. That's probably what he'd call it. Anyway, Slime Ball. Slime Ball. They base Slime Ball after me, (laughs) Ghostbusters. Mm hmm. Um. So that's uh. That's how intriguing. Yeah. Seems like he was just there when it happened. Yeah, no, I honestly think he was there. He's probably best friends with fucking John Landis. You know, he's just walking through the park like any other New Yorker would be doing at that mm. time. Just, um, yeah, everybody's always filming here. I'm walking through. I'm tripping balls. I'm, I'm walking, walking through here, maybe he would say, as he's crossing the street and a taxi approaches too close. Speaking of John Landis, keep your eyes out for the Quack 12 Patreon. We will be posting for subscribers that is Mm. an early preview of our animal house review that is right along with a wonderful comedian in the utah area adam browd we review animal house should be up momentarily over on that patreon for early access and then later for you normies uh very fun episode to record that being said aaron we have some quacks about it. It won't be up momentarily. Nope. Well, it'll be up for a while. It'll it'll be up soon. Soon. There we go. Soon. Coming coming in hot. Adam, with all that out of the way, tell me what's going on in football world because I heard uh, yeah. I heard some uh scuttlebutts happening in my neighborhood and I want to keep the riffraff out. 
I will tell you that there's not really much going on, except there was one recruit that I wanted to briefly talk about. Ah, uh, a recruit with a pretty insane name, Gatlin Bear. Sure, pretty cool, right? Gatlin yeah. Bear. He is a count him five star wide receiver. So pretty big get, freaking five yep. stars. Can't get any better than that. He is from Idaho. He originally committed to Boise State. He was kind of a hometown kid. You know, a five-star going to yeah. Boise State, that's a big deal. Yeah. He would have been a big deal there, except Andy Avalos, our former D.C., who then took the head coaching job over at Boise State. He has been fired, as we know. Whoa, I did not know that. I told you, but like six months ago, so I don't blame you. Oh, shit, he's been fired for a long time. Not six months, but three months ago, I want to say, something like that. Uh, he got fired like mid-season. Or Holy like shit, mid okay. Yeah, I probably heard those words then before. Yeah, so Andy Avalos, he's been fired, um, which kind of shook Gatlin Bear's commitment. Because it's yeah. New coach, you know? So then it came down to two, two teams. Once his home school, his home state school was out, He's like, okay, I'm going for the big boys. It's coming down to either Oregon or Michigan. Michigan, it seemed like was really in the lead. Michigan, you know, like blockbuster. Uh, yeah, I mean, a great year for them. They won the national. Yeah, great year for a cheater. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Just saying, they, they cheated their way all the way there. They beat the yeah. Huskies. So, power to them. <laughs> um, because, but. Due to that success and due to him wanting to not be in college anymore and to work mm -hmm. with Justin Herbert, Harbaugh left. So Harbaugh leaves, right? Um, and because of that continuity being gone, Gatlin Bear decides, mm, not going to Michigan, I'm going with Oregon. And he literally says... Harbaugh retired, correct? No, no. Harbaugh is a coach for the LA Chargers. Was it the Alabama coach that retired? There you go, Nick Saban. Yes. There it is, Saban retired. Thank you. Yeah, okay, yeah. I can keep yeah, them together. Right. So Harbaugh, who won mm -hmm. the whole thing, mm -hmm. a young man, honestly, yeah. what, early fifties tops, um, something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's for he went to LA. He's in he's Pro Bowl now. Oh pro yeah, baby, in the okay. pro game. Yeah, he's uh, he he's working with Justin Herbert. Wow, yeah, interesting. Hopefully, hopefully, doing good things there now. Gatlin Bear, this is the cool thing because this is like what we were saying with Dan Lanning, the way he uh, put all that coaching turmoil and turned it into just a big old positive for the program. Yeah. Like being like, I'm not going anywhere. If you're worried about where your coach is right. going to be, come here. Right. Like he zinged them good. Oh, yeah. Zinged them but good. He truly did. Because Gatlin Bear, that is what he says. One of the, the main reasons why he came here. I don't think there's another coach in college football that has the ambition that Booyah. he has. Spacks. When you talk to him, you can tell that he wants it really bad. He wants to win a national championship really bad. I would say at some point in the next little while, Oregon is going to win a national championship. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody wants it as bad as him. Facts. Uh, he's just got that look in his eye. He does a ton more than a lot of other head coaches do. Fuck Yeah which is super impressive. That's the guy you want to play for. That's right. And uh, Yeah. I mean, it's it's very clear. Um, we oh, and literally this have, we are disrupting 
the fucking college football um, landscape. I agree. He literally says, like, after uh, Coach Landing didn't take the Alabama job, that's when he was like, all right, he's really not going anywhere. Right. For my time there, he's going to be at Oregon. Anything can happen, but I think he's one of the most stable coaches in college football. He doesn't want to be anywhere else. He's really got my trust from that standpoint. Like, it's the two sides of the coin where because there's so much more fluidity in where a coach can go nowadays, like contract, nothing. There's there's so much fluidity with that that it makes it even more powerful when a coach stays. Right. Which is, I think, what Lanning is uh, proving in real time. And I'm going to guarantee you now that the players are learning that they have more power Mm -hmm. than what was perceived in the past. Mm hmm. Coaches are going to have to start wising up to that as well, because otherwise every great player is going to want to go one place. Luckily, it happens to be Eugene, Oregon. Oregon (laughs) (sighs) I would like to start now a petition to ask Dan Lanning to bring back in earnest the term mud ducks as our uh, like chant or something you know like our slogan because we're gonna get down and dirty well i want to and also we're we're disrupting the landscape Mm, we're kicking up mud mud. we get mud. i wish we i wish our field looked a little more muddy then we should add some mud to the field i truly wish there were no astroturf fields period play on the Mm. ground play on the cold hard ground in the mud where the higher made yeah uh Aaron, it's Quacks of All Time. Quacks of All. Quacks of All. Quacks of All. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. And we are back on track. Quacks of All is good. I I love the way they dribble up and down the court. I don't know about you. (laughs) Aaron, we're going to go in order here. Now, we, we already... Thoroughly covered um, the ways of Bill Walton, Dave Passion, Chewy Baca. Right. But I think we should go in order because that's that really tells the tale of of the of, tape of the point we are at in Quaxaball season for both the men and the women. The men had two games. We're going to start with them because they yep. both took place before the women's facts. Now, against USC, USC. Ain't fun good. game. Fun game. I agree. Because we won. That especially makes it fun. Um, but I will say USC is a is a struggling team. Uh if they're if they were smart, they would think about firing Andy Enfield. Well, I understood it as though they had heat, but something has shifted the last little while that they've kind of gone, they're going down. Yeah. Well, on down slope. They can't go much further down in the Pac-12 because they are literally in last place in the Pac-12. They are nine and thirteen overall this season, and they I are have three to and eight in conference play. I got to say that concerns me for one reason, which is that you know until it didn't, yeah, uh, the game felt competitive. 
Yeah. Well, we we did have a good. Okay, so Jackson Shellstad comes out there, hits his first six freaking shots. Uh, easy, quick fifteen points. Showing off exactly who he is. Yeah, and who he can be. Oh my God, he's gonna be. Yeah, no, he he is amazing. Like there's true there's, leadership there. There's there's Adam. We have a leader. Oh yeah. There's glimpses <laughs> of him being just this amazing offensive threat, an overall well-rounded player. But then you know he went on a big stretch of not necessarily scoring any points, being a little bit not as sharp as his like you know crazy hot start. You but, know uh, he, he got us off to yeah. a quick start. We got we built up a pretty good lead. They then rallied back, um, but it, but you know after the half, after uh, starting the second half really strong, it wasn't until like the final couple minutes that it was actually felt close. It did feel closer than it needed to be, um, and we were able to hit our free throws, and and so it, it wasn't too much drama. But I do agree that it was competitive. It wasn't like a blowout. Yeah, well, I mean, no, wasn't this the game where after a certain amount of time we were just kind of up by 12? We yeah. we kind of sat around 72 for a while as they slowly etched it closer. But that was never anything to be concerned about, I felt like. Yeah, no, it, this game was in hand, which allowed Bill and Dave to truly just talk about whatever the fuck they wanted. Um, Dante was in. Biddle was not for this whole weekend for both these games. The good news is they just said that Biddle, it was an illness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nowadays your mind immediately goes to COVID. However, he was well, in the building for UCLA. So you're kind of like, well, okay, so it's not, unless they're being very irresponsible, it's not COVID because he's sitting on the bench, you know. But they were clear to say illness and not injury. So right. he should be back soon. And I'm sure his presence would have helped huge in both of these games, especially not having Keyshawn Bartholomew. I think that is going to hurt us because he he's playing he was playing his best basketball before he got injured, and he's out for the season. Keyshawn Bartholomew, he got injured against Arizona. Dang, um, yeah, and he was like he was the sixth man so far, like uh, like he was doing great. And then not only that, so Keyshawn, he's out, as is. Mookie, the guy who we were really counting on, who got some minutes, really didn't play that much. Apparently, he kind of re-aggravated the injury. Like, it's not too serious, but they're serious enough that they're going to shut him down for the remainder of the season. The knee thing, he had like, is was he wearing the, the big black knee strap and kind of looked like it tweaked it? And he was kind yeah, of hobbling well, on the... He had his off-season surgery. Yes. And it sounds What's like... What's his last name? Uh, Mookie Cook. Oh, yeah. That's not who I remember having like a little shake up. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, Sean Bartholomew is that or Dante. Oh, uh, Dante's. I mean, Dante's always healing and Dante is really needing to get back into not just game shape, but like full time. <laughs> like that we need him to play as many minutes, competitive yeah. minutes as possible. And that is going to get tough late in games when you most want to rely on a player like Dante. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, but you're asking so many minutes of him. If you can't put Biddle in there, if if KJ Evans can't play a bigger part, uh, if the drop-off is too big when Dante isn't out, 
and so you have to play him for all these minutes, then those final five minutes are going to get really tough for him because he's a yeah. mortal man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but he hit uh, his yeah. free throws late in this one, ended up being crucial. Overall, a really good game against a, a bad squad. At least it yeah, was Yeah, which like is why game. I'm concerned about it. Well, you know, because the next game. Well, yeah. Well, against USC, it's not like it was. We weren't trading leads back and forth. Right. It was just every once in a while they'd be within under 10. So I, I feel happy about that, especially on the road, too. You got to keep in, play, in mind. And USC has talented players. It's just they're a bad team. So, but they are last in the Pac-12. Then we played, wow. against, we played against UCLA, <laughs> which this is the game we really need to talk about, I think. Am I right? Uh, well, let me say this. I mean, uh, yeah, before before a- we move on, USC, um, I just want to shout out that all five of our starters, including Aquendo, who earned his first start out there, okay. all five of them uh, scored in double digits. Uh, Brennan Rigsby, I we need more from him, especially since our guards, you know, we're down two guards now. Yeah. We need better than one of seven shooting from him, one of five from the three-point land. Uh, but Yee. we got a, 11 points from Dante, 11 points from uh, Bam Tracy, who's coming up really big, mm-hmm. playing some really big moments. He's probably the sixth man of the year if it's not Keyshawn. Uh, or but I mean he's starting now, so maybe he's not six man. Kuznard had eleven. Uh, Shellstead had twenty after starting, getting fifteen really quick. And Aquendo also had twelve in his and start. Remind me who's number four? Uh, the white boy, uh, Brennan Rigsby probably. Rigsby, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up with him? He's in that. He's in this game. Yeah, quite a bit. No, he, um. He's good, dude. I like him. He's a little bit of a liability on defense occasionally. Yeah. When he's at his most useful, it's when he's just draining threes. Like, yes. Yeah. And he had a bad game this game. Uh, Let's get into the next one because it's it's about time. And first off, let's just start by saying uh, this game was obviously rigged by the federal government. Oh, thank you for reminding me that. Pretty certain Biden had quite a bit of money on this game and he needed it to go a certain way. So he decided he had to intervene himself. Y'all, the government is coming for us. Get your guns. <laughs> and then no. your loved ones. No, 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 order. no, 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 no. What? Oh, am I wrong? Okay. This is a fire. I, if this fire starts, it's I refuse to take responsibility. This is not a drill. Go, yeah. go. Get to your safe but Yeah, room. so that's Throw a total down, trip. man. At what point do you not just like get off the bus and walk there? Well, uh, that's what they did. So that that's what they said is um, because of a presidential motorcade. Yeah, you assume Joe Biden was in there, but uh, I didn't a realize presidential motor. It could just be the motorcade for all we know, right. not the president. I don't know. Um, but Joe Biden decided to fuck over the ducks. Yeah, like he always personally. does. Oh, like he always does. <laughs> um, like, but. The Every presidential year. motorcade, even though um, we didn't leave L.A., obviously, like we went downtown into our hotel after beating USC. Right. And then we're like, OK, time to get to UCLA, which is famously a, a tough place to get to, not just Pasadena. 
uh, or, you know, the Rose Bowl, but to just in general, Westwood, it seems like. And so, so what you do there. is you book a hotel one mile away. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so we're getting there, but then this fucking motorcade makes right. it so we like it eats and are like so an hour and a half late. Yeah, yeah, we're like an hour and a half late. They postponed the game. They post they literally postponed the game, which was nice because the other the Baylor game went overtime. So or, Big or went time. Yeah, long, what a fun so. game that was. It was a good game. Um, so we're sitting there in our bus waiting for this motorcade to pass. Joe Biden, Joe Hyden, more like it, because he's this not like a rap song. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's sitting there uh, uh up to no good, you know. Um, yeah. And event, what it takes is the yes! campus police have to literally come over, come the, to the bus, and escort us yes. to the stadium. I feel like what I remember them saying was it was the school president had to yeah. get involved with the government. Yeah. Like with state government, maybe, to be like, yeah, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You're fucking up the Pac-12. Oh, and boy. so uh, I have to say, that, yeah, mm-hmm. but I what just do I do want to say what that moment, what I love about that moment in time and history is it is a shining example of all the things that are uh, uh, Western American civilization, <laughs> a perfect American moment. Stuff. I watched Doctor Strange Love and it felt like the events of that film, you know, <laughs> because because then when it started, um, yeah, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just circumstantial, but it we were off in the first half, we way off, pretty damn terrible for the yeah. good, first good long chunk of it. Uh, we fell down big early. 18 um, points, I think, was the like biggest that. lead until yeah. it wasn't until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. And you got to say, you know, it felt like one of those things, the whole half, the whole first half, it felt like you ever get in those sports moments when you're like uh, playing with your buds or whatever. And you just get these moments where all of a sudden you got like eye of the tiger in your head and Mm -hmm. you're just going to like commit the most ultimate sequence of events to just feel like super awesome sports moment. Yeah. Or you find yourself in the middle of one of those, and then Every you've day. got Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Uh, Grind. It felt like they were all just singing Eye of the Tiger to themselves while playing this first half because they totally brought it back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we really did. That was the sad part. Um, so we fell behind by 18 points yeah. in the opening eight minutes of the game. Yuck. Yep. Um, but then we did rally back. and uh, We were up by one point at the half. Yeah, at the half, we, like, freaking took the lead. Which, which is, is like, sick. Really saying something. Yes. Like, how, <laughs> They're how high in the tigering played. it. It felt like we were, like, we were going to absolutely blow them out in the second half just because the momentum, especially after the, you know, Biden decided to foil our whole game. Dude, you know. Get me started. That um, fucking Fed always getting me down. Yep. Uh, Dude's a narc, I'm telling you. Exactly. They, yeah. <laughs> and so... But we rallied back, and so I'm like, okay, we're good to go. Let's do this. And then we just could. I mean, we are the kind of team. We are not necessarily like a defensive juggernaut right now. It would really help us out if we clamped down on the defense Mm -hmm. for moments like these. 
Mm-hmm. But we just aren't very good. Hey, can I ask you a weird question here? Maybe you might have insight on it. What's that? Did it seem like Dante was maybe following his man to the outside too often and that maybe he needs to just stick it, stick his ass right underneath the goal and never move? You mean it when he's did on seem offense? like he was doing, you know, I don't know. Whenever I was watching, following his man. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, Well, that's this game. It did feel like he kind of kept following. Like he had a man. It's like I don't know. You need to have a man. They were well. You got to have a man. Uh, Oh. I mean, it's either zone. uh, We like to split. It's either zone or man. A lot of times you're doing the zone, but we are going like back and forth. And actually, what they kept doing like the pick and roll, and then Dante wouldn't go out and cover the guy with the ball because he would stick near the hoop and they had that shot like all day that was okay. one of their most consistent oh wow okay abilities to score the point my eyes are still learning um now aaron overall what it came down to okay is they had more gas in the tank in the at the very end there well because somebody had an easier time getting there yeah yeah and kuznard you know our our go-to scorer he got injured early right on uh he did come back in the game but you know he missed some time and this is this was i would i mean off the top of my head i'm gonna say his worst performance all season he went okay. one of nine from the floor and he hit one three-pointer in the game like that was that was it for scoring. Oh, I remember them bringing up the one three-pointer thing. That was kind of I mean, yeah, that's that it. a bummer. And and we're the kind of team because we're not great on defense and especially when we're having troubles with our big men and injuries, we live and die by the three. Like we need yeah. to hit that three and we're pretty freaking good at it. I mean, we hit quite a few against USC and that was the difference maker. In this one, Six of 22. That ain't going to cut it, especially at the end. Like this game was close up until the last like four or so minutes when UCLA really pulled away. Mm-hmm. But we had so many opportunities, so many good looking three pointers that just, just barely did not make it. I mean, uh, the players that we really could have used stepping up, Brendan Rigsby was three of six hit one or two from three. So he didn't do bad. He didn't get that much playing time, which you really thought maybe we would have with Kuznard being a little cold. Um, Kuznard, we obviously would have liked some more. Shellstad, he was really quiet until the second half. He did help rally, but like he only scored 10 points in this. Dante doing everything, 16 points, eight rebounds. Um, And then Bam Tracy... He hit like three three pointers during that rally in the first half, so that was pretty awesome. And then in the second half, there was a, quite a few opportunities when you thought it was like, "Oh, he's open, he's gonna, he's taking the three. This could be it that gives us the lead," and it wouldn't happen. Right. So, even though this this is a really hard loss because this UCLA team, even though they're they're starting to heat up, they they've you know, they're 11 and 11 right now. They're six and five in conference play. Ooh. Like they're not a great team, but they are getting a lot better really yeah. quickly. Um, if we would have won this game, we could have had, I believe it would have been the lead or tied. 
with Arizona for first place. Cool. Pac-12 play instead. We are tied uh, in second place. Okay. Can't complain. No. We're one game behind. No, actually. No, yeah. We're one game behind Arizona. They have the tiebreaker as of right now. And Mm. we're tied with Washington State, who we had a crazy game with. If you remember, earlier this season, we won. We beat them, but we're tied with them. Wow. And then uh, it's a huge log jam after that because Colorado, Utah, Stanford, UCLA, they all have the same conference record. So this is going to be a really competitive uh, Pac-12 regular season. And unlike what Bill Walton said, I believe there's only going to be maybe two Pac-12 teams. And I in the tournament, and I just I need us to be one of those. It may require I mean, us winning the whole Pac-12 tournament, though. Yeah, the Pash dude said that some other guy said three. Uh, Joe Lunardi, yeah, yeah. I, I so can see I'm going go, like to go. Believe that. I'm going to go six. Okay, you're still wrong, but there you go. It's going to be a weird shakeup. We're going to go, you know what's going to happen? We're going to see a lot of um uh people are just going to start like having their uh insides on their outsides. Weird. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, it's going to be like a weird alien invasion thing where they just like all of a sudden people are just like blah, blah. It's you know like, like inside out boy. I yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to be a lot like that. Uh, so yeah. it will affect some of the playership that's going to shake up the way the league plays out. And also shaking up and oh. inside out Oregon's women basketball. Oh, God. Use their spiral towards irrelevancy. Brother, uh, brother. Well, first I should say let's this. rephrase that headline to where it's positive. Um, Oregon women's basketball uh, is very competitive, which is true. Against number 18, Oregon State. There we go. Nice and factual. No opinion whatsoever. Love it. We nearly won. Like, it was competitive up until the very end. Uh, Oregon State did. They just were more clutch in the end. Able to to hit key three-pointers to, to, you know. All the the same stuff. It's all the same stuff. Yeah, it really is. I mean, at least we were competitive. Again, You can see uh, that Kelly Graves, like, we are a better defensive team than in the years past. Mm-hmm. I think we're a good defensive team, even. It's just our inability to score is it's going to bite you in the butt. Um, and it did here. Our cool. big three, our most talented players, who we desperately need to stay here, if if any of these players leave next year, then we truly need to just I hate where abandon this, is going. this program. Okay, because um, uh, we got Grace Van Sluten scored fourteen points. Awesome, five of sixteen from the floor. That's kind of the problem. Uh, sixteen points from Filipina Che, always reliable. Yeah, uh, the most double doubles in Pac-12 women's basketball. So you can hang your head on that at least. Yeah, sixteen points, eighteen rebounds. <laughs> And this game was defined by big versus big, like Beers versus Che. And uh, Che actually had a great game. She was 6-12 from the floor, 4-6 from the free free throw line, 18 rebounds, though. I mean, hey, she's doing her job. And then Chance Gray, 15 points, 
two of two from three point land, six of 15 from the floor though. And overall out of the eight three pointers we shot only eight, it goes to show you that we've, we've basically abandoned that, that, you know, point of the game. We hit three of them though. So like nearly 50%, that's, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Low shooting percent. Like, Hey, it's, it's not bad. Um, like, I don't think it's the reason why we lost the game. Priscilla Williams gets zero of five from the floor. And she's that might be a little part of why. Yeah, she was a starter. So it's kind of tough. Uh, overall, no one was shooting like outside of those three. No one got more than four points. Cool. And look, here's the thing. You just got to remember uh, when you're learning defense, you don't get to focus on the offense yet. You got to get the defense I guess. burned into muscle memory. So that way you can move on to learning the next lesson, which is offense. A scoring. And that'll be in year two. It'll be basketball, women's basketball 201. Uh, year two of the you, rebuild because Kelly Graves has been around for a while. Yeah. 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 Um, so tough. Aaron. The, yeah, the problem was we shot 37% from the floor. <laughs> like, that's the problem. Oh, uh, that's low. And Beavers, we, we actually held them to pretty low. Like, they got off to a big start. They rallied really quick, and it looked like, oh, no, we're going to be, this is going to be a blowout loss for us mm-hmm. in Matt Knight. However, to our credit, we did rally back. And the halftime score was 30 to 25, like pretty reasonable. That's the game. Sure, yeah. That's um, enough to go back into the locker room with being being hyped. Yeah, being like, let's you'd, keep playing defense. Yeah. You'd keep hope to see 32 points on the scoreboard in your own name, but yeah. 25 will work. Beavers only turned over the ball six times. Good God. Uh, Beers had a great game, 14 points, 16 rebounds. That's what I'm Good saying. It was, it was a center battle. Um, but then you got like Reese. Uh, I mean, she didn't do great, but she, she definitely contributed. Uh, Von Olheim. Oh, I always forget how to say her name. Von Ol. Oh, give me a second. Give me a second, okay. Aaron. Yeah, I believe you. Von Olhoffen. Oh, Von Olhoffen. Von Olhoffen had a really good game. Uh, to probably the the woman of the match. Ten man, points. that's a huge name. Actually, yeah. so much power in that name. Boom. Uh, Gardner had nineteen points actually, and then specifically the person that makes me the saddest mm-hmm. that is not on our team. Because randomly, I went over on the graveyard that is Facebook, and I saw that I, from my personal account, posted something about four years ago. How many years ago? Four years ago. Wow. It was a little puff piece in my local paper from Medford, Oregon. Hey, now. Uh, it was an article, actually. Uh, not an article. It was, a, it was a, you know, like a news, a broadcast news kind of like a little You fucking, clip. you did real work. No, not me. I, I reposted this from the local news. Oh. It was a four-minute little video all about an amazing player from South Medford High School. Oh, boy. Where Kyle Biddle played, the great Kyle Biddle uh, of NBA fame. Yeah. Um, Donovan Hunter is from Medford, Oregon. And I was watching this, and she, they were just being like, she's the next great basketball player. Like, even at a young age, she's killing it. She mm-hmm. was complaining about how they don't let her play at 100% when she's playing the other, like, 
girls her age because she's just too good. And it just it was a bunch of like warm up drills that you're seeing her do. And you're just like, God damn, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's been a, a sensational freshman. Uh, and, well, I reposted this 40 years ago being like, we need to make this girl a duck. Like, yes, she absolutely has to be a duck. Nope. She's a beaver. And uh, she's an amazing beaver. She's had a freshman year that I just am so envious over. She's been one of the best freshmen in college. Wow. And uh, she's not a duck, and it breaks my heart because she's from my hometown. Donovan Hunter, though, she, uh, yeah, I, I'm envious of having someone like her on the squad. But That's hip. <sighs> so, Aaron, uh, that's uh, – what can I say? That's another loss for us. So this is in – we I pointed this out to you mm-hmm. that we were going into a stretch that is unlike that's, that's right unlike any other yeah, it's, it's absolutely brutal the hardest stretch in it is college basketball it is the the scary part of Baldur's Gate three <laughs> that I haven't gotten to yet but apparently it's real hard oh there you go yeah because what I'm what I'm talking about here is we played uh, at Stanford. Number eight Stanford at the time, or I think right now they're ranked number eight. Um, we we lost to Cal following that, who was unranked. But then we lost to s- number sixteen Utah. We lost to number three Colorado. We've now lost to number eighteen Oregon State. Up next at number four Colorado, at number twenty Utah versus number 10 USC versus number nine UCLA. So that is, that's how many games that's four ranked games against teams that have already beaten us right now. We are 11 and two in conference play. No, no, in, in uh, our regular season total. So we're under 500, 11 and two, uh, 11 and 12. I don't know why I said 11, two. 11 oh, and okay. 12 is our overall record. Okay. And in, it's bad. And and uh, no, I can see the positive of that. You see the positive of losing more games than winning. By one game, you're still <laughs> middle of the pack. You're still middle. Of, you're still actually. You still you're have at, a chance to have a winning season. Actually, that is true. But we are near the very, very, very bottom of the pack. That's because fine. we That's are fine. second. There is only one team supposedly technically worse than us, Arizona State. Right. We did beat Arizona State. So, right. you know, like we do have that on them. Thank God. Uh, Arizona State is 10 and 12 overall, but has the same conference record, two and eight. Woo. So we're terrible. Uh, we're probably going to be the very bottom. That's so, okay. I don't know what to say, man. Uh, we suck. We suck. We suck. We suck. But here's my last little bit of news that I'd like to sprinkle before we end this wonderful episode of the Quack 12. Your boy will be at Oregon versus Washington at Matt Knight Arena coming up. Unfortunately, I'm embarrassed to say this is my first Oregon Ducks basketball game that I will be attending live, even though I live in Eugene, Oregon. I'm very excited. I'm going with a friend who knows who knows ball, so he'll help me out a little bit. Nice. And uh, yeah, I'm stoked. Does this person have a name or are they an off-air name drop? Off-air name until they come on air. Gotcha. Come on air. That's how I'm going to get canceled. Oh my. Um, But yeah, I'm very excited. (laughs) 
we need to beat the Huskies. It'd be humil if we lose to the Huskies, that will be a maybe a blow that sinks sinks the Oregon Ducks. Yeah. Season. The men's basketball. The I women's mean, basketball season is already done. Well, uh, we may I not say, even make the fucking NIT for women's basketball. I'm just saying. Right. And oh wait, yeah, hold on. Sorry. Quickly quickly clarify is it the men's or women's game you're going to men's oh okay cool enjoy myself yeah 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 uh yeah i don't know you know the we are the supporting role this year that's fine let's just hope that we have a couple teams that will represent the pac-12 nicely in the women's tournament uh so that way there's some kind of a high note to that Pac-12 can go out on, right? Yeah. No, I mean, for the women's tournament, I will be rooting hard for the Pac-12. For the men's, I need the Ducks to make the big dance. I just sure. need. Well, sure. Um, only other information I got for you is another is a fun little event coming up. Sabrina Ionescu versus Steph AI Curry. No, oh. versus Curry. They are having a three-point. This oh, that's right. A three-point shooting competition at the NBA All-Star Weekend kind of this, tournament thing. This uh, is something he challenged her to on Twitter. Was that correct? I believe or so because she, she, she challenged broke his him. Record. I think right. she challenged him because he she broke the record. Eagerly. That's right. They are both friends. Yes. One thing I really liked is you know because there's the WNBA ball which is smaller and there's the NBA ball and then there's the WNBA three-point line which is closer and there's the men's three-point line I love this about Sabrina she goes uh because they tweeted this the the official NBA tweeted like hey we're gonna have this shoot off between Sabrina and Curry uh Sabrina will shoot from the women's line with the women's ball Curry will shoot from you know his respective uh, line and ball. And then Sabrina retweeted that and said, I'm shooting from the men's three point line. And I fucking love that, that she's like, nah, I'm going from full, like, you know, we're not, we're not going to say I won. Oh, because right. we're not, we're no, this is a no excuses. No excuse. She's like, because you, because you know, what's fucked up is that they even have those differences. I didn't realize that. It's like, well, it's like, good God. Yeah. Uh, if I was a player, I would just shoot from the, cor- I don't want to say correct, but you know what I like? Yeah. The I, standardized I, I, lines. I think they should standardize certainly the line. The ball is tougher just because it's like, like, just like Sabrina, she doesn't want anything to be held against her. But at the same time, she's like, but I can't change the ball size. Cause it's like, that's more like. That's the ball I've been practicing. That's feel. Like, that's, that, that's feel. Like, you can't give Curry the women's ball, and, and it would not be an advantage to him because it's smaller. No, he would be, be it would go an extra two to three feet probably because his yeah. flick would be it, it, the whole swing. The whole feel would be completely off. Right. Like, it'd be a distance. So you can't change that. Sure. Um, But I agree. I, I think we should standardize the three-point line because it's like, the women will rise to meet that challenge and it'll yeah. become normalized. And it's one less thing for shitty chuds to talk about. Also, it's not online. even really a 
the three pointer is a challenge regardless. Yeah. Uh, it's just like the distance is different, so your training becomes different. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it could yeah. be a half court fucking competition against Curry, yeah. and you know, that'd be really ready. Yonescu's fucking ready for it. She's she's a living god. What I think they should do is they should com- no, they should compete in the full court putt challenge. Mm. She win what, that too. Yeah, probably. Probably. Although he did have an entire golf putt putt golf show, so he probably knows stuff. Yeah. Well, dang it, right, Aaron. Well. It's been a pleasure talking <laughs> with you. Always a pleasure, sir. Uh, I'll see you next week. We'll talk about quacks. Well, hopefully some wins. I'll be there in person. I'll, I'll let you That's know about right. the experience. I'm I'll betting... check out the snacks. I'm not sure if I'm going to get any, but I'll let you know what's on the menu. You know, it's disgusting that pickles have yet to be added to any concession oh, stand boy. list. And, uh, I got to oh, say, boy. you got to, somebody has got to fix this program because it's broken and we need pickles. So concessions aren't even worth it. But if you do go concessions, Get a hot dog. That is classic. I do love it. Even a shitty hot dog. I'm fine with it. My favorite are the uh, W the W S dot uh, fairy hot dogs. Mm. Weird. I like actually. I get the Beyond Burgers on the ferry. They're so good. Well, anyway, if you're talking about crappy concessions like a hot dog, let's say, yeah. here's my hot take. Most veggie dogs, yeah. If you're eating a veggie dog, that's a better experience than eating a hot dog because hot dog meat is the lowest quality of shitholes and, sure. and, and lips and stuff. Mm-hmm. But veggie dog, like, there's a certain standard of like, yeah, we got to actually make this fucking veggie thing. That's why they're most more expensive. Mm-hmm. And when you're putting a condiment on it, you don't even know. You yeah, don't even know. Yeah, that's the joy of the uh, Beyond Burger on the ferry is that it's literally just the patty and then you put, you smother it in ketchup, mustard, and pickle relish and it works. You're like, yum, yum, yum. Give me the they're, they're this week's sponsor. We really shouldn't have waited this long to get to them. Washington yeah. State Ferry uh, Concession Stand. Mm-hmm. Hit them up. Tell them the Quack 12 sent you. I've frozen. It's the perfect time to freeze. Yo. I want to shout out the crew on board the Spokane. You're my favorite boat. So Absolutely. if you get the if you get to work on that boat, I am legit jealous because I love that trip every time I take it. And uh, I think the other boat that does that one is the Piala, and it's just not the same. It's an interesting boat, but the Spokane is where my heart's at. I don't know about you, but I actually love that I'm frozen. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Wait, good way to end the Yeah, let's get out of here. You got All stuck right. in a time vortex. All right, bye. Bye. Quack, quack. Quack. <laughs>